0: All right, all right, all right, everybody, <laughs> this is another episode of Better. Ooh, ooh. I am one of your hosts, Dr. John Duffy, and with me, you know her, you love her, it's Julie Duffy. Hey,
1: hey, honey. How's it going? Good. It's Monday. I'm just going to say it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Monday. Um, this isn't the first day we tried to record this podcast. Nope. We've tried over the weekend to sit down, um, but it's been hard. It's been... We Devastating news. We had the blues. We, we had, had, the blues. Blues. We had yeah. the blues, and it kind of shone through. And it's hard to figure out what you want to say when it's when you start every podcast with, "Well, it's been another week of unbelievably horrible news." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's start with good news, right? The good news I would say in the past week for us personally is. George Duffy celebrated a birthday. yes, happy birthday, George George is twenty nine years old. ha, he's twenty three
1: which is, sounds super old and I, it happened really fast. Now you sound
0: <laughs> sad about that i I don't know if I feel sad about that I, I think don't it's, feel it just goes really fast but I love twenty three for him. I'm having a blast with him. At
1: 23. I love twenty three for him. I would love twenty three for me. <laughs>
0: We got to get past this somehow, <laughs> this whole thing about wanting to be 23. Yeah. I'll if try. you look 23, who cares?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens if you look 23.
0: <laughs> so, uh, one noteworthy moment is that George comes home from work, he sees the two, three on his cake and he himself is surprised right yeah
1: yeah he saw it he's like oh my god i'm 23 so yeah even he
0: thinks it's going fast it's it's an adulting age yeah it's an adulting age we were going to get him cubs playoff tickets well we actually did for the the, oh yeah actually did for their division (laughs) championship series which they did not make it to yeah yeah
1: oh that was another part of Devastation, which I forgot. Sometimes you you feel a little blue or a lot blue, and you don't really remember all the reasons why. And that's actually part of it. It started out with the beginning of the week. We had hopes to go into the postseason with the Cubbies that we love. And actually, as John mentioned, I had lucked out, gotten into the lottery for postseason tickets. Gone online at eleven a.m. Purchased tickets for Friday, his actual birthday. The second, which would have been the second game of the first round of playoffs, had the Cubs done what they were expected to do, I forgot about that.
0: No, right. I mean,
1: it almost makes you feel better when you realize why you feel so bad.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) There's reasons I'm depressed. No,
1: I'm serious. No,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, it was, it was, um, it was odd in that the Cubs were a, a team of great promise with the best record in their league for most of the season and then at the very end the the Milwaukee Brewers the the the, the Pesky Brewers catch up to the Cubs
1: yeah it got super tight at the end which in is game 162
0: of 162 game season so they have to play game 163 to decide who actually wins that division. Which hardly, hardly ever happens, Very if rare. you
1: care. <laughs> right. It was, um, yeah, they had to play a tiebreaker, which the loser then had, which was us, had to play in the wild card game to see if you get into the playoffs. And guess what? We lost both.
0: <laughs> yeah, back-to-back games at home at Wrigley Field. Yeah. The Cubs lose both.
1: Because we couldn't hit the ball. But we Duffies, we love the Cubs we love watching the games together and if we're not together we're communicating the entire time so it's a it's a hit when it's over it it's a hit
0: and I will say this we can shape-shift because we will become Brewers fans in a heartbeat right all of a sudden
1: well um that I yeah I'm so happy for the Brewers they're so in their moment and when I see the fans in the stands that rhymes I I feel a kinship with them, and I'm super psyched for them. They're on a roll. They're on a roll. They're killing They've it.
0: won 11 straight games now, and now I want them to go all the way and beat the American League team, whoever that might be, um, even though that American League team will undoubtedly have a much better record. The Brewers are in such a roll. Yeah. And when we were recorded over the weekend, I was very clear that I hated Ryan Braun, an outfielder, for the Brewers, last night. Here, here's how. Here's how weird life can be. So yeah, I don't. I did, I did not like it when you said that. You did not like it even in, while we were recording. Um, and George and I have held on to this idea that we hate Ryan Braun. We hate him. We want to punch his face. He has a look on his face that makes you want to slap. But it.
1: that's not why. Why do you? But what's he the story? He lied.
0: He lied about taking performance-enhancing drugs, yeah. even though he tested positive for them. He put the whole of Major League Baseball through this whole ordeal, and was part of kind of a crisis in the game. And how long ago was that? It was probably about five or six years ago. But and wait,
1: so wait—it's so funny. I—I want to tell the story. Because, oh yeah, great. So, you guys keep saying, and actually. We don't say that about – you don't say that very often.
0: George hardly ever says that. That we hate somebody? Yeah. Right. It's just Braun. And um, so – Well, there's one other guy, but I'm not going to name him. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But last night, after they won the first round of the playoffs – The division series. They were interviewing Ryan Braun and – he was so humble and so nice and so likable. And I look—I I could feel all of a sudden George's eyes just staring at me, kind of like, just waiting for me to go, see? And actually, you guys both are like, oh, God, darn it. He's a nice
0: guy. <laughs> Ryan Braun is a, a painfully charming yes. and likable guy with a wow. crinkly-eyed smile yeah. and a family man. And good God, I just... Mm, Sometimes you want to hate somebody, and you, like you know what? you know how I have that thing where I want to kill a guy <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like it's kind of this action movie thing I have in the back yeah, of my head yeah, where yeah. I not just give me like a, it's reason. a fantasy. Yeah. Just give me a reason. Somebody give me a reason. <laughs> I want to kill a guy. And, uh, <laughs> not
1: really, but just like, you not know, really in, Everybody a mo- knows, in a
0: movie, like, yeah. You know. I think people who listen to the podcast know I'm <laughs> unlikely to murder somebody, but we're, you know, Ryan Juffies Braun was un-glued. one of those guys I've kind of fantasized about. And, you know, it turns out I really like the guy. And now what am I going to do?
1: see this is what happens to us all of us we we,
0: we you know it's growth honey it's gro- we no, learned the, something special about myself stress yesterday brings
1: out these terrible things, feelings in us
0: right we're looking for we're looking for boogeymen but ryan Braun was a good one for a while that was yep. a good place to put all my vitriol um so so instead of going to the Cubs game which is not going to happen Wrigley Field sits uh, dark and empty these days yeah we
1: switch gears we're bears. With, we're, we're bears co- we're football so we yeah. got we got jerseys and football tickets and yeah
0: we're so we're going have... to see um, the Bears play the New England Patriots and it's kind of cool because George and I were talking about this last night and part of what he loves about that and me too if I'm being honest um, is that we're playing we're going see Tom Brady play. And um, and Gronkowski play. Yeah, these are some of the greatest football players of all True. time. So if you're if you're a sports fan, it's going to be fun. Just because Brady probably he doesn't have much gas left in the tank. There's, he's just at an age where at some point soon he's going to have to hang it up, even if they have a great year. But it'll be cool to have seen him play. You know, it's kind of like when George was little, we took. I wanted to get him to um, a Bulls game. Uh, he was. It was the very last year that Michael Jordan was playing. And we took him to a game, and I just sat him on my lap. He was little, and I made him watch number 23, make a shot, make a basket. And I'm like, okay, you tell Michael Jordan play yeah. live and in person. And I think that Tom Brady thing for us is going to be similar because he is the greatest of all time, even though mighty Khalil Mack is going to strip the ball and make him cry like a little
1: bit. Yeah, I think it's going to be super fun because we might beat them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's... That's what we have going on. So yeah,
1: but, so yes, happy birthday George and um and that that was kind of good honestly is a little comforting to remember that that happened at the beginning of the week the cubs losing and that is part of the that was part of the um malaise. It was although the
0: although, you
1: know, then, I think,
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, in Chicago, we had the um, verdict, Van Dyke case in the Laquan McDonald murder trial.
0: Right, right. So um, uh, th- th- this, for those of you not in in or around Chicago, um, I suspect this was an international uh, national story. Um, but a police officer just unloaded um, sixteen rounds um, a couple of years ago into uh, a young man, a black man's. Um, young man's, um, body killed him. And, um, and he was convicted of second degree murder the other day. Uh, and it was, it, it's a devastating story on every level. And, um, and yes, it was a devastating a, the story. Moment of conviction, it was, was joyless in a way too.
1: Right. It was d- drawn out. Um, and literally on Friday schools closed, George, And all of his friends, their offices closed. They got sent home from work because they knew the verdict was coming out, and they thought there was going to be rioting. Yeah. So there was that. And then Kavanaugh got confirmed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, In in a shocking turn of events, uh, after the FBI investigation and all uh, other testimony was into the mix... um, the very same outcome that would have happened had none of that happened, happened.
1: Yes, we go through all this theater and all this emotion and um, all this devastating testimony, and again, nothing happens. So I guess... um, it, it just kind of seems like everything's a pissing contest now, so I guess we just have to go to the polls and get the pissers <laughs> out of the offices.
0: It's about that simple, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's uh, there's not much more to say than that, um, you know, except that you know uh, it's not really that funny to joke around about sexual abuse, you know, like uh, the, the sexual assault is not not a really great joke, Mr. President, if you want to you know, roll that back.
1: Yeah. So from the tippy top of our nation, there's no unifying, there's no comforting. It's just gross. (laughs) So yeah.
0: It's gross and it's sad. Like, you know, it's a little heartbreaking. It's a little heartbreaking. It's It's a a, lot heartbreaking. yeah, Yeah.
1: And people are super sad. I guess there's some people that are feel triumphant. Although I Maybe not, but um, just the whole landscape of how it all goes down is, it doesn't seem like there's many air pockets left.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and um, one of my favorite columnists in the Chicago Tribune, the mighty Rex Hupke, uh, wrote a piece that ran today about how that triumph, what looks like triumph, and that feeling of triumph is really. Just a last gasp, and it's fear. It's will Well, talk fear. about,
1: so, yeah, so talk about the picture he was painting.
0: So um, he, uh, specifically, the image that he couldn't get out of his head was the moment where President Trump was mocking yeah. Dr. Mm-hmm. Ford's testimony um, and making jokes about what she couldn't remember. And
1: Oh, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. How long ago was I it? Where beard. neighborhood was it in? You know, I can't I had- remember. I'm like, just... Unforgivable wretched treatment of someone who suffered something horrible was deemed credible by everyone. And did the heroic thing.
0: I mean, and did a heroic thing who now is afraid to
1: go home. Yeah. We're handling this horribly in our country. We are. And and people are devastated and sad and numb. And that's how we felt when we sat down at the mics this weekend. No words were coming out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't know what to say. I had nothing to say. I had nothing to say.
0: No, it's true. And I don't think either one of us really had a coherent thing to say. But what, to, to to finish the Rex story, um, so he, he felt this outrage at, at the words from the president, but he noticed there were three older white men behind the president over his shoulder who were laughing, and he wanted to feel angry at these men, you know, and yet what he felt at his core was a deep sense of a well of sadness for them, uh, recognizing that, oh, there's no triumph in this. There's no victory in this. Even they know there's something hollow about this this nomination and this win, what looks like a win. This is fear personified and it's fear of women it's fear of the footsteps coming of the black president it's fear of something being taken away from you right you know it's it's uh, um it's this us versus them mentality and this idea that as a privileged older white man they're coming to get me somehow
1: there is there is such an us versus them but okay so we went to see a star is born over the weekend, and uh, it was so good. <laughs> Lady Gaga is so amazing. Lady music Gaga is amazing.
0: Is transcendent as an actress, and when she, uh, it, it's a, it's effectively a remake of a *Stars Born* story, but loosely told, um, loosely copied from the Barbra Streisand, Chris Christopherson thing. And but, um,
1: but so, it was actually so good. Not uplifting.
0: (laughs) But don't say why.
1: But, no, I'm not going to. But what were the words to the song he sang? The first words?
0: Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Yeah. So
1: go to the polls. (laughs)
0: Let the old ways die. It's time to
1: let the old ways (laughs) die. And on both sides, to a degree, we need a whole new
0: shift. Paradigm. <laughs> we need a whole new shift, and we need a whole new paradigm shift. When you were saying the other day when we were recording um, you know, that you thought the two-party system was just nullified, was a bad idea now. It no longer was functional.
1: I don't know what the solution is, but the rhetoric from both sides is so predictable that it is numbing. Yeah. And and I can't hear anything. It's like you don't it's just it's the same no matter how what is presented, no matter what seems like it will shake it up. I know I've said this before. Nothing d- happens. No one I don't hear a lot of reasoning in the middle, a, a lot of sense making. It's it's rhetoric on both sides. And it is literally killing us, I think. Those of us that are bearing witness to it are um, dying a little bit every time someone opens their mouth and says the predictable thing and doesn't say something that that makes sense, something different, because something so different just happened. Surely you're going to say something a, a little bit Different, yeah, and then when they don't, you feel a little crazy and a little more numb. Right,
0: that's me. That's me. And oh, I think I think that's that's an awful lot of us. I mean, you know, I I will say, like, um, in my office, that uh, the rise in tension and upset and despair is palpable, and it's not necessarily. party specific you know what I mean I think everyone is distraught to some extent I really do no one
1: no one wants no one wants the vitriol no one wants no one wants this atmosphere no one's winning
0: I mean no No one's winning for, 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 for you know a guy who ran on this idea that America's gonna win again I don't think anybody feels like they're winning really feels like they're winning and so George and I, here's, here's something that, that you might not know. So we were up a little later than you last night, and you know I like my five minutes of CNN at the end of the night. And so we took that in for a few minutes, and we were talking about these upcoming midterm elections and how important it is. You know, like he said, he he's plans on voting, and his friends plan on voting. And we were just talking about how, man, you know what we need? just fresh voices the, it might not be the parties that are the problem it might be that just the voices are so stale and oh amen and, to and, that. and, and, and right and everyone's so dug into the in, in in like concrete to their idealism or their ideas their their thoughts and so everybody's an ideologue everyone's either a liberal or a conservative and nobody is creating discourse right nobody's there are no blending of ideas. There is no listening. Everyone, you know, like this friggin' vote for the Supreme Court went right along party lines. Like everything is happening, you know? So nobody's thinking. And I think young people are willing to think about, you know, so we were, we were saying, let's get young representatives in there, yeah. man. Let's get people, you know, under 35 in Congress. You know what I mean? Let's recirculate the thoughts and, you know, and get people who are willing to, really open their minds to other people's ideas. And because we're not our generation and the generation before us, which is like, you know, I don't know, that whole panel, that whole judici- judiciary committee, these are old people making these decisions and they're they're too set in their ways and, you know, and there there is this kind of fear-based last gasp shit going on that is ridiculous.
1: And you know, you and I were saying maybe One bright spot about Trump being in the presidency is that he didn't come from any political background. And what I mean by that is, is maybe it opens the door. You know, you used to have to take a certain path. And I think what it does is it, it indoctrinates you more and more into the way of Washington, which isn't working. So maybe the good news is, is people can come from different places and go directly into the Senate or directly into the House or maybe into the presidency and bring a fresh perspective.
0: I think that, I think that might be good news. You know? I think
1: it might be good news.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least... I think people recognize how important it is to use their voices and to make change on their own. I feel like that's that's been a part of it. One thing that I want to make note of just as a side a side note, but I've been reading about the psychology of voting oh, and yeah? what draws people to the polls and what, you know, keeps them away. What keeps them away is the obvious, is the perception that it doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. Or my state always goes this way, so why would I bother? You know? right. um, and so um, if enough people think that, that there's this groupthink around that idea, and enough people think that, uh, entire elections can be swayed, especially local elections. And there's an awful lot of Movement and change and money that's moved around on local levels. So it's important to think about what keeps you away from the polls, and what might draw you to it. And if you feel like you can make a difference, if you feel like this matters, then you are more likely to go. Right. And so um, the it's very it's pretty basic psychology, right? But um, in these midterms, there's a pretty solid argument to be made, thank you, Nate Silver, that this matters, that your vote actually counts this time, even in areas that you think are all red or all blue. He says almost everything, and this guy is a pretty good prognosticator.
1: Except for the last except time. Except for the last
0: election. <laughs> but everything is purple. So virtually everything is purple. These are wildly un. Predictable elections, and so this is the exciting part. You can make a difference. Your vote might make a difference this time, more so than any other time. Because he's even saying, as a guy who's always trying to handicap this stuff, he's saying, "I'm not. Can't. Even, oh. I'm, I'm not even trying this time. I'm okay. not going to, you know, in, in any of these elections, except he's weighing in that Ted Cruz is going to lose because <laughs> I think he has a particular bias against him. Yeah. Um, but other than that. He's saying, you know, um, I'm not guessing because it's all guesswork. It's all guesswork because of how strangely this has gone. The beauty of that is your vote probably counts here. So it matters. You matter. Yes. As an individual, okay, you matter.
1: Good. It, it, it does count, and it's really the only way that we're going to be able to make change. And, you know, I think, I think it's tough now because, yes, I think this presidency, this— you know, the, the MO of this time has brought people out because they realize, because they're outraged for a lot of reasons on both sides. Yeah. So people are speaking up, people are gathering, um, you know, but at the same time, kind of over and over, they're getting knocked on the head and, 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 and nothing, nothing's changing. So, so I hope people hang in there. Mary Smeech wrote a beautiful column yesterday, I shared it on Facebook. Um, So just Google her, she writes, she's a columnist for the Trib. But you know, she went um, to Starbucks, and she was sad. And she didn't realize she was in the pathway of the marathon. And the the wheelchair marathoners went by, and then the runners went by. And anyway, she, she was crying, but she felt hope. And she realized, you know, we're playing a long game here, we can't give up, you know, it's, we're not sometimes getting the results that we expect or the solutions or the satisfaction that we expect. We're kind of not over and over again, but we have to hang in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, because change
1: gonna <laughs> yeah,
0: this is going to come. Yeah. This should be a time of great change, you know, and great positive change. In the meantime, I love that. I, I, that, that was a great article. And I love that idea of pausing for the good news, right? You know, like recognizing like, oh, the marathon's going by. Like, look at the mighty, you know, the mighty wheelchair marathoners. Um, we, ha- we took this pause the other night. We were in here uh, trying to record a podcast. And we're like, let's just go see The stars Born. <laughs> and that movie is, it just, um, again, it's not the lightest movie ever made. But there's something there's something in the beauty of it. Um, in the collaboration between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, and the uh, clear love they have for one another, we're <laughs> I really think they count- might be dating. We're counting on it. We're counting <laughs> I'm on totally it. Totally counting on it. Um, but it's it's really a beautiful piece, and I get like I've thought about Bradley Cooper and how amazing it is that you know I always think about like artists and how boy how does that come that germ come to your mind. You know, and then how do you make it a reality? You know, like it's because there's a lot of things, big things that happen in this movie. You know, like there's massive concerts that they're actually playing at and they're they're really doing it. And Lady Gaga is actually on Saturday Night Live as her character. It's pretty cool. So, So and one thing I noted in the wake of that is I want to see more music. Like we don't see enough live music. And that takes us out of it for a while, right? And gives us like this great hope and this this groundswell that you feel of emotion that you we cut ourselves off from too often.
1: Yeah. Feed the things that feed you mm-hmm. <laughs> and starve the things that starve you. Yeah. we 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 so often feed the things that starve us <laughs> and starve the things that feed us. So, yeah, we all need to stay in the game and stay positive.
0: <laughs> well, and, and, and in order to stay in the game, I think we, we, and we need to achieve balance in order to do that, right? I mean, because if we are just, even think about this podcast, if we're just part of the cacophony of noise. So, you know, I wanted to just talk about, let's talk about the hearings. Let's talk about what the, the Kavanaugh stuff, but that's more of the noise, more of the noise. And I think we have to be balanced. We also have to be like, let's step away from the noise for a while. Yeah. And because that's where the humanity really lies and our connections really lie with one another, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to miss it. I do think our
1: brains and our spirits feel like we're in this angry fight that we're not necessarily individually in and not we're not... In it on a daily basis, so I don't. I don't give side. Eye. That's, I think that's almost a point. <laughs> we don't give side eyes to people in our daily life. We, I don't. I don't think. Are you a Republican or a Democrat or a liberal or a conservative? At Starbucks, I'm like, hi. Oh, you know. I, we. We. I think we. If we can stay above the fray, uh, you know, we will keep our heads above water. <laughs> we feel love and kindness towards people generally on a daily basis in real life
0: yeah there's something about this last few days that you know the word I keep reading is rage the people are enraged at other people at you know the the this idea this this whole process and um, and there's a lot of debate about whether the rage can be channeled into something positive you need to find a positive emotion in order to Channel something positive, and I think. Well, that's a good question. You know what I mean? Like, you know, can you can can rage really end up being a win?
1: I think we need it sometimes to wake up, but all we can do is vote.
0: Well, and I think the biggest problem right now, just to just to put a fine point on it, and to, and and I, I I agree with you about where how I feel in Starbucks. I feel like I'm uh, I've, I'm among friends in Starbucks. Yeah, actually, quite totally. A bit. Yeah um and walking down the street and you know in the city and whatever um but when we vote i think it's important to keep in mind that the us versus them if there's always a them whether it's democrats or republicans or um, immigrants or you know some other country if it's nationalism or some uh, political or religious elitism that makes you better or higher than somebody else, then you're working off the wrong playbook. That I think that's a fear-based playbook. I drank deeply from the cup of elitism, <laughs> and I know I know how dark that can be. I know how much of a lie one can tell oneself about other people and about oneself when you are, when you feed, when you're kidding yourself into believing you're better when in fact you're afraid that you might not be. Okay,
1: so the call is to think about how we do, we all do that. Yeah. I, I I, for sure, I'm sure I do it. Well, we all do it. And think about how do you do that, how wrong it is. You make assumptions about people. You're right. They're wrong. You know, you you come from the place of good and knowing and, and intelligence and wisdom and insight. Yes, and, thank you, honey. And they don't. <laughs> so how do we all do that?
0: Yeah, we, we villainize yeah. non-villains. So I
1: guess... We can be sad and outraged, but I guess we have to think about how do we how do we do that? How do we make the situation worse? Yep. Be aware how how you make it worse, and John, how can we make it better?
0: Vote, 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 and, and vote your um, people say vote your conscience, um, vote your truth, you know, and um, and then the right things are bound to happen. That's how we make it better. I think. And connect, connect with people 99% of the time. This is, we're, we're making this, you know, politics is occupying too much of our minds and it's stressing us all out and it's upsetting us all. And most of us are not that politically minded. Most of us just want to live our lives and have happy lives with our families. And we want to, our friends and neighbors to thrive and be happy and, you know, it's, you pare it all down and we probably are more, Alike by so many degrees, and we're different. Absolutely, I I
1: I always say that.
0: But but that, but you're that's right.
1: not that's not what's being expressed all 24 hours a day. And what you're and what week. you're
0: saying, your your call to action is hard, because and I agree with it, um, is to recognize the degree to which you still carry some degree of elitism based on fear. Because you know, I like to think that I tabled that. Yet I still carry some us versus them for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: some brewers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, actually, sports is an interesting analogy to oh, this, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it, like, it can it can heighten that like crazy. When George, just 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 to reflect back, is how ridiculous and um, elitist we can be. Um, when George was a water polo player, I've probably told this story before. We had a team. Fenwick Friars, um, that was the best water polo team perennially in the state. And um, I remember we were going into a championship game with Fenwick at Fenwick, jo- George's team, and they had this one kid who was a ringer, like the best water polo player I've ever seen, literally I think I've ever seen. And um, and I see him in the hallway outside the pool beforehand, and I'm looking at him and he's wearing his black robe or whatever. I'm like, oh, man, look at that. Look at that SOB. And the kid comes over to me and he goes, hey, are you Mr. Duffy, George's dad? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Hey, good luck today. I'm like, oh, no. that's this just a, kid. a child. That's the <laughs> kid playing water polo. I thought you were a monster. I was hating you. You're a
1: child. <laughs> Literally a nice hating boy. you. Yeah. So we're all, it's all, it's there in all of us. So Jeez. cheer up.
0: Cheer up, dig deep and and rally on, man. Let's go. This is the good part is about to happen. Let's let's look at it that way. To make it better, this is the good part. It's about to happen. We're it's October and November 6th is what? A a month away, less than a month away comes the good part. And participate in it.
1: Yes, participate in it. Also, think about ways that you can affect the people's lives that you want to affect outside the political process.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well put. That's how you make it better. Right? Yep. One final note, Julie Duffy, because I don't think you're going to make this note. Recently, joining my practice has been Julie Duffy Certified Life Coach. Yeah. And you are, I'm going to speak for you. Okay. (laughs) You are awesome at this. Thank you. You are uh, keen and bright and insightful and super kind and super empathic. For a life coach, you have a really sweet therapeutic style, and you keep people accountable, so movement happens. And your office is beautiful. Thank like, you. Nicer than yeah, mine, it's very lot serene. Of ways. It's yeah. a it's
1: a good getaway.
0: So if you need to see somebody, if you want to talk to somebody and just work some stuff through, she is a she is a great person to come and see. Also joining our practice is Frank, who is a really brilliant therapist. Um, Frank has been a school counselor for the past decade or so, and Frank has a really easy style, but also really sharp guy, really good therapist. Um, I am a huge fan, and I think he fits really well with the way you and I work. So we are really excited to have Frank on board. Yeah, And if you want to schedule an appointment with either you, Julie, or Frank, you can write Samantha, the wonderful Samantha Patel, <laughs> at Reception at gmail.com. Yeah, come on down. Come on down and check us out. This has been Better, a very interesting episode of Better. We really, we wrung it out here today. Yeah. <laughs> we worked it through. We did. Um, I love you, honey. I love you, honey. All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a better week. Way yep. better. Way week. better. Come on. Way. Come on. <laughs>